0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Public Speaking Tips on the Public Speaker Podcast. On today's episode, we are going over the Monroe's Motivated Sequence Method as one persuasive method uh, to execute persuasive speeches in public speaking. Uh, this method is actually pretty old, I forgot what year it came from, but I believe it's from the 1940s or 50s, and um, someone created it a long time ago, I'm sure their name was Monroe, um, and they were probably motivated to create a sequence that persuades people, and It works, and it's a really good method because it uh, stood the test of time. So I thought this method was super cool. Hopefully, you get some valuable information into this podcast. You can go check out the YouTube video that is um, complimentary as well with this method on my YouTube channel. So thank you guys for listening, and let's get into Monroe's Motivated Sequence. So what is the Monroe's Motivated Sequence? So this was created in 1949, which I didn't even know that. And it is, de- it is described as an organizational pattern that attempts to convince the audience to respond to a need that is delineated in this speech. And there's five separate steps that characterize the motivated sequence organization type. So we're going to go through these five steps and what I want you to take away from this is that th- use, you can use these five steps to create your own type of speech. And when you're trying to create your own type of speech, that doesn't mean you have to exactly put it the way it's structured, but you should use this as a guide or as a template, maybe even a paradigm, to be able to assess how you would structure your speech in a better way, given this specific method. So, the first step is called the attention step. step. and The attention step is described as getting the audience's attention, as well as describing your goals and previewing the speech. So, this is actually quite interesting, because we did a series on this channel called How to Hook Your Audience in the Beginning of a Public Speech. Shameless plug, I'm going to put that in the description, check it out. The reason I mention it though, and the reason it's not that much of a shameless plug, is because um, hooking your audience is, is one of the most important parts of public speaking, right? Getting their attention immediately at, at the beginning of the speech to get them captivated in whatever you're going to try to say. So the attention step makes sense for this type of motivated sequence. Given it's from 1949, someone probably thought when they were creating this, like, yeah, we should probably get their attention first. The second part is the need step. So this is described as the need step should provide a description of the problem as well as the consequences that may result if the problem goes unresolved. In this step, the speaker should alert audience members to their role in mitigating the issue. So this is where you sort of describe what the problem is that you are trying to solve and what the audience's role is in attachment to this problem. And this is where we get to some of the more psychological persuasive elements. Uh, If your role as an audience member is intrinsically attached with something you can do or something you're complicit in, etc., to the problem that the speaker is trying to resolve, whether that's a large-scale problem, a societal problem, or an individual problem, then there is more of a a way for you not only to be attentive attentive to the speech, uh, but also for you to be persuaded and care if you know that individually you are culpable in whatever the speaker is trying to say you're culpable in. The third is the satisfaction step. So the satisfaction step is used to outline your problems to the uh, outline your solutions to the problems you have previously outlined as well as deal with any objections that may arise. So this is where you want to say, look, I got your attention, here's the problem, now here are the solutions. And bring up counterarguments and deconstruct those counterarguments in a way that allows you to deal with those uh, problems. Uh, we also did a series on how to construct an argument. That is also another same as plug, but again, it's not seamless because all of these series are interconnected with each other. So, if you want to know how to bring up counter objections and deconstruct them, then it would be important to know how to construct an argument in the first place. So, watch that series. The fourth step is the visualization step. In the visualization step, audience members are asked to visualize what will happen if your solutions are implemented and what will happen if they do not come to fruition. visualization should be rich and with detail. So the visualization step is pretty important. You're essentially trying to get an audience to then conceptualize what it means for them to implement your solution. So if you're trying to help the environment and you're saying you guys should just recycle more, then you put the audience in the feet of what you're trying to get them to visualize and say you should recycle more. What does it look like if you bought a recycling thing and what happiness would arise, what uh, legal problems would arise in terms of in terms, of the, in terms of the government and garbage trucks, picking up your recycling, what maybe tax benefits you get, all these different things you can talk about as long as you get them to visualize what you care about. The reason visualizations need to be rich with detail, including the good and bad stuff, is because, you again, you want the audience to be persuaded by what you're trying to say. And if they're persuaded by what you're trying to say based upon all the details that you're describing, The more they can visualize, the better a chance they have of actually solving the problems you want them to solve. So if you're asking the audience, for example, to start participating in more local politics because local politics is where the actual change happens in a community versus on the federal level or on like a macro level, then you have to make your audience visualize what it would be like. So in this scenario, it would be going to local elections, actually going to town hall meetings, uh, talking with the community members to get different perspectives on the problems that everyone is facing. All these things should be... Uh, Described in rich detail in a way for your audience to visualize what their role would look like as a result of you describing the solutions that could actually solve their problems. Because a lot of times if you don't describe what they need to do for an audience, like then it's, you know, it's very hard for people to just imagine what is, nece- is necessary in order to, to solve the ultimate problem that is trying to be solved. Finally, we have the fifth step, which is the action appeal step. And the action appeal step should be used to make a direct appeal for action. So in this step, you should describe precisely how the audience should react to your speech and what they should do to carry out those actions. So the visualization step, you're getting them to visualize what it would mean like if they did these actions. And the call to action, you're saying what exactly to do. So this is where you're giving them exact details on how they can help, how they can contribute, what their purpose is in this situation. And this is just a more direct, blunt way of saying, look, there's a problem that's going on. You need to do something about it, and here's what you could do. So just to recap these five steps, first we have the attention step, get the audience's attention, second, the need step, tell them what the problem is, third, the satisfaction step, what are the solutions and how can you individually solve them, fourth, the visualization step, get them to imagine what it would look and feel like if they were part of the solution and not the problem and what it would look like if they were also a part of the problem in a negative context. And fifth, the call to action: how to get them to actually care and what specific things they can do to change something. This method is a really awesome method, and it sort of highlights the the one of the best ways to persuade an audience: get their attention, tell them what's wrong, tell them how they can solve, and then make them give or, and then give them concrete details on how to solve it. Um, so I think this is one of the best sort of persuasive methods, we're going to go over a couple more in the next couple of videos, so I definitely hope to see you there, but if you got any value from this method, then try using it and implementing it in whatever speech you're giving, whether that's a class presentation, whether that's uh, a graduation speech, whatever you're trying to do, try to implement Monroe's motivated sequence method into what you're trying to do, and maybe you'll get a better result uh, if you try it out.